welcome to the Pages of Light podcast, your destination for discussions of popular fantasy and science fiction novels from a Christian worldview. My name is Tyler, a.k.a. Verum, and with me, as always, is Gabriel, a.k.a. the Quarantine Quartermaster. Welcome back to the podcast, Gabe. It has been a very long time since we recorded anything. It's been months. <laughs> months. It has been months. It's been over half. It's over half a year, I think. Seven months now? Yeah. Something like that. Wow. So our last episode was on February 23rd or 24th or something, and we finished discussing uh, book one of the Pattern Mage trilogy, which is called Promise of Blood, right? Yes, Promise of Blood. Yep. Um, and Crimson Campaign comes after that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Crimson Campaign comes after that, which I am currently reading. I'm on like chapter... Oh, are you? I'm on like chapter eight right now, so... Oh, um, not know this yes so it's been good so far but yeah um but we'll talk about what we're reading in just a minute uh uh before we jump into the rest of what we're going to talk about uh make sure you go do our follow pages of light on social media and you can also head over to pages of to check out what we have not been doing for the past seven months because <laughs> there has been no updates on the website for since february so um you can go there but there's nothing new so <laughs> there you go well there's um, new stuff now now that yeah, there's, we're... there's new stuff now but yeah. yes um <laughs> yeah so this podcast we were going to record a full episode but we didn't quite feel like we were ready to and we felt like we should do some kind of an intro podcast to just like tell people where we've been for seven or eight months or whatever and what happened and uh yeah so we're just going to do some life updates and just to remind you all that we are still alive and we have been reading things and watching things during the hiatus as well. So, um, For sure. you wanna, do you want to start Gabe? What, what have you been doing since, uh, February oh, 23rd of um, 2022? All right. Well, are, are you ready? Cause it's a laundry list. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so, all right, so we played D and D for the first time and that went for a whole campaign and, I died in a wizard tower um, from a boulder, an interdimensional boulder. It rolled over me, and then my entire team walked past me and were peeking around the corner at a wizard, and I'm lying on the stairs, like incapacitated. And then the interdimensional boulder rolls over me again, and I die. <laughs> um, and then I had to create a new character. So there's a book, um, the Bartimaeus trilogy. Well, there's that trilogy, and I named that character Bartimaeus because I nice. really like Bartimaeus the character. And then, so he died. And then my friend Corey, who is a genius in some ways, was like, "You should come back as a bard, and you should name your character Bartimaeus." And I was like, <laughs> my mind was blown. Um, and nice. I did that, and I'm, and I'm a support character now, and uh, it's really fun. I zoom around on a broom, and I, like, buff people up, and, um, yeah. And we're going to start next month to get back into D&D, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, also, to, to add to the – sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that's fun. I love Dungeons & Dragons. It's been a long time since I played – I know you used to DM. You like made your own starter world, didn't you? I did. I tried. I don't know if it was very good, but I put in the effort. Definitely. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I bought a resin 3D printer um, 
to print miniatures on because I want to <laughs> I want to go to town and design a character on Hero Forge, print it out, and oh, yeah. paint it. I love and I take love it Hero to the Forge. D&D sessions. Yeah, so um, I still get Bartimaeus is being created. Oh yeah, um, and if you need something, you know, if you make a mini, just let me know. Um, oh, I, I've I've made f- f- I've made a few minis. They're just sitting in my account, with nothing happening. Oh with yeah. Them. Oh well, we gotta print them. All right. Print them. I'm looking for things to print. Download the the print files or whatever. Yeah. Um. So. That was kind of fun stuff that we did. And then summer happened. I worked at summer school. Um, I taught my kids with Minecraft EDU, uh, which was fun having the kids playing in Minecraft. Uh, And then um, Jenna and I, we went to Chicago for a while uh, for like eight days. And we stayed with family a lot of the time. And uh, we went to some of the big attractions like um, the Shed Aquarium, which was really cool, and um, the Field Museum, which is kind of like Pittsburgh's Natural History Museum. It's got like the dinosaurs and like the history and stuff. Um, sure. And then um, came back, and then we went to Deep Creek, Maryland, which was a lot of fun. Um, and we took Vivian to go out on the lake, which was really cool. Um, I bought a different 3D printer, one that does large <laughs> format, uh, because I want to print, this is going to sound really nerdy, uh, like full-size helmets. Like there's this video um, from this YouTuber that says, he's like, hi, I'm Bob, and I like to make stuff. And he made like a full Mandalorian slash Boba Fett helmet All right. that yeah. he, th- he, th- he 3D printed. He like painted it. It's got like the scuff marks, and it's got like the design. It's got the visor that flips down over the eye like the single monocle that's intense like he did it to to the nines and i'm like i think i want to do that (laughs) and i'm gonna buy a big printer so that i can print something that can fit on my head um my prusa minis have been awesome but they're just seven inches by seven inches by seven inches sure you can only do so much with those yeah, if I was more, I mean, you can slice it up and print them on the smaller ones, which probably would be smart. Um, yeah, but I got, I, I have some other plans for the big printer. So um, if I need something for a helmet for a Halloween costume, I know where to go. Talk to me. Talk to me. I have to buy a big five kilo uh, roll of filament so that I don't run out in the middle of like a big print. Uh, sure. I'm gonna buy like what they call a Texas size roll um, <laughs> of filament from the Ziltec company. Um, I'm sure it's a pretty big they roll work with... if it's from Texas. Oh yeah. I mean the normal ones are like one kilo and these are like five. So it's like, it's like 12 pounds big. of filament. Yeah. It's crazy. That's a lot. I know. Um, how about you? What happened with you? <laughs> well, this was this mentioned. The in the, this was mentioned in the previous podcast, but I had my first baby, so you're I'm, a dad. I am a dad, yeah. So that has been the biggest life change, probably of my life. Getting married is a big life change, but I think having a kid is a little bit more, like, uh, just like time shattering. Like, like the first <laughs> the first few weeks of having a newborn, like. I feel like just time did not exist. 
Like I was uh -huh. like time would go by and I'd be like, what? I didn't do anything for like six hours straight. I just like sat <laughs> around and held my baby and fed him and <laughs> did all this stuff. And I just feel like I'd never did anything for like two months straight. Um, so yeah. That well, you tended a child, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's still here. So we're doing something right. He's, uh, yep. he's a little over six months now, which is awesome. And he's such a joy. And, uh, I think s six months is like starting to get like to a fun age where he's a little bit more interactive and, uh, like he can sit up on his own now and, uh, we're going to start feeding him solids, uh, in the next week or so here. So that'll be fun. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So probably do some oatmeal. We've already given him, given him a few things. He sucked on a banana. He, he likes a pe uh, peaches. He went to town on a peach. Oh. So good. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, so that's basically yeah. been what I've been up to, uh, other than, you know, just working my normal job. Um, that's been <laughs> like the biggest time sink. And, uh, I think it's been like really hard to like readjust my schedule and like figure out how to allocate my time properly so that I can actually work on other things that isn't taking care of my baby or doing my normal job. Um, cause I feel mm -hmm. like all of my other time is just spent taking care of him and, uh, Correct. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like in the That's past. That's because you're being a, a good father and you're yeah. being there for your family. Yeah, trying to. Um, yeah. But that's been basically it, the main reason why we've been gone because I had a kid. And uh, I'm sure you've been you busy too. That's, but That's okay. Yeah. yeah. We've been busy with like um, summer stuff, which is nice. And yeah. Vivian's like. Uh, her doctor said she was three going on 35. She's just very verbal. She's very fun. She yeah. always like wants to go on an adventure. Like, um, and we have great help here. We're very blessed with um, my parents and Jenna's parents willing to take care of Vivian. And um, she's starting preschool uh, next week. She went um, this week for the first time by herself. And next week, real school quote unquote, three days a week for two hours. <laughs> um, you know, that'll start next week. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, but yeah, going back to you just being a dad, I think that like when you become a dad, like you learn about not putting your needs first and it's tough. Like yeah. I lost, you know, like being super social. Uh, well, that was more like, um, like part of the whole like marriage and kid thing and then like i lost ultimate frisbee and i just feel like some parts of my life closed down and yeah. but the nice thing is like after having lived through that part of it because that happened a while ago like those things do return to you like yeah. um as like you have your different seasons and that like i've lived long enough now to, to realize that just because something goes away right now like, and I'm not seeing it like any time in the next year, doesn't yep. mean it won't come back. Um, yep. and, and that like, there's this thing about like, like the devil makes you urgent, like things have to happen now. And like you fight for like, oh, I need to do this right now or it'll never happen. And, and God's like, like, you know, do the servant thing and you know, those things can come back to you. 
Um, yeah. And I think, you know, to make that happen is you also have to kind of be in like a biblical space where, you know, like there, there is a team supporting you and like you're doing your role. And then like later, like people are like, oh, yeah, you've done this part. And now now you have some time and you can go do things. I feel like that yep. has happened to me, like in my first marriage, in my second marriage, like yeah. um, like things have gone away and then they come back which is, which is nice. And I, and I yeah. mentored couples that were like, um, you know, I feel like I'm never going to do this thing again. I'm like, just give it time. Just yeah. Slow it down. Um, and I just feel like you're in that phase of like <laughs> baby, 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 baby. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'm, I've been starting the process of like bringing things back as much as, you know, and, well, I yeah, think- it's hard to get that schedule. Yeah. Well, and I think that because your, um, your time is so much more precious now. So like you have a lot less of it to give to other things that aren't family related. It makes you like prioritize, doesn't it? It really does. You have to be like ruthless with like, okay, if I, so if my baby goes to bed at like six or six 30 or seven, I have basically until like 11 o'clock to do whatever I want. Whatever. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do in those, you know, seven to 11, four hours that is most beneficial? Like, should I spend it playing video games? Should I spend it working on projects? Should I spend it um, browsing social media? Should I spend it going out with friends to get a drink? You know, what is mm-hmm. the most important thing uh, in my life? And yeah, I think that's just like figuring out like, what is most important to me and what, what should I be spending my, my time on has been like kind of the, Mm. the question over the past few months of, um, yeah, just how do I bring stuff back in, in a proper way and not have things like consume my life. Um, like I don't play very many video games anymore, you know? So it's like, Oh yeah. Video games are kind of out the window. I I got some in this summer. I played Metroid dread, uh, yeah. which was just an awesome like platformer 2d like it did this thing where it like switched from like 2d to 3d sure yeah oh man and it was just a smooth game like you have this slide like you never break stride because you could slide or wall yeah. jump it was just an awesome game yeah i really love it you know made me think of uh, super metroid and it's just like this is a good game i yeah. really enjoyed that. i don't know if i've ever played a metro metroid game Oh, okay. Maybe like if I was uh, at a friend's Dread house. Prob- yeah. Metroid Dread would be a good entry point. Do you like 2D platformers? Yeah. I mean, I don't really play those normally. You like but... you like first-person shooters, don't you? Yeah, I like I like first-person shooters or like action games. Like this yeah. summer I was playing um the Tomb Raider franchise. Like the rebooted okay. Tomb Raider games. They're like have you ever played Uncharted? Or do you know uh, what those a little games bit. are? So yep. mm-hmm. it's kind of like Uncharted, like a third-person kind of action-adventure type of game. Um, uh-huh. So I'm like halfway through the second game. There's nice. very, very loud cars outside for some reason. Yeah. I just um, heard a little bit of it. And I got to play a little Hollow Knight, which is also a Metroidvania yes. game where like... Yeah. And that game is big. Yeah. I think those Metroid those Metroidvania games are 
big because you have to like you go to some area and there's things blocked off that you can't do until you acquire some certain skill or item and then you Correct. have to re- you have to return to that place later on in the game and you have to remember where that place is which is sometimes yeah especially hard. if it was like an older type of game where they didn't have like hey remember this thing way back then that you should probably mm. go back and do that you know like they don't, there wasn't like uh <laughs> quest markers of like go go right here and do the quest yeah. it was more you had to kind of figure it out on your own so and and metroid dread um like they do a great job of of creating like i watched this whole youtube video on it like these points of no return where like if you like go into a space uh like they lock you into like 10 rooms or something so that it helps like progress the game forward because it's like you're gonna find it Hollow Knight was not like that, and I just found myself wandering aimlessly, killing things and getting a lot of money so that I could get my like next upgrade. And I was just like, sometimes I got really frustrated. Like I stopped because I was just like, I don't know where to go. I thought I had looked at everything, and then like I just kept discovering new parts of the world. Yep. I was like underground. There's these like huge yeah. like train-sized monsters that come through. I'm like ah. Yeah. Um. And there's some creepy stuff in there too. Yeah. It's like underground yeah. skittery monsters. Yeah. Um, oh man, look. We're back at the side quest already. <laughs> the video game side quest. I will say one game I'm really looking forward to is uh, Bethesda's Starfield. I'm oh, super what's the pumped premise? about that. So, do you know Bethesda Game Studios? They made Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. And Skyrim. Yeah. So yeah, I know Skyrim. And, then, and then Fallout. Um, and so their newest IP is called Starfield, and it's going to be a space game. So Ooh. planet hopping, you have a ship that you can build out, and you have a crew and all this kind of stuff. And uh, wow. so it's going to imagine like Fallout, Skyrim, but in space. So, <laughs> yeah, that sounds so awesome. So cute. The, the new epitome of open world, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> open planet. Open universe. Um, open universe um i'm looking forward to uh um protocol no i'm i'm gonna i'm blanking on the name right now but essentially i like the horror video game series called dead space yes and um, I enjoyed like playing through all those games back when they came out. Uh, Dead Space Two has a special place in my heart, um, and I, I love that game. And I could I could replay that game a lot. Anyway, that team that EA Games like destroyed the team. The first they were um, yeah visceral yeah yeah vi- yeah visceral game, but they had a different name for Dead Space One. Anyway, the, okay. the head guy who worked on that, who's like, he pioneered like the, <laughs> I hate to say this on our awesome podcast, but the dismemberment system in the Dead Space game. Uh, okay, and yeah, yeah. he like, he designed like all the encounters. He talked about how he redesigned one like scene where the guy gets grabbed by, uh, Isaac gets grabbed by a tentacle and pulled. And that one scene, they had to like rework like so much of the video game because they had to like frame it in with every gun uh, in the game, and they had to like sure. have this different pull system. Anyway, 
He is going on to design a new game that is like a horror, like video game based in space that is not sure. a dead space franchise. And it was yeah. supposed to be in the PUBG universe. And then they kind of said, they went back on that and said, yeah, it's not going to be in the PUBG universe. I don't really understand what that means because I'm just following this game because I know the dead space record and... yeah. I like to be scared in space, and so I'm going to follow this guy. Um, it's going to be, a, I think it's a PS5 exclusive. There will be comments if it's not, um, but I think it's supposed to come out like, like really, it's either out or it's coming out in the next couple of months, and I would love to play that game. That would, because yeah. Dead Space was, um, was really scary, and I enjoyed yeah. that. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I love the first Dead Space. I haven't played the other ones, but the first one is really good. Um, all right. Uh, video game side quests complete. Complete. Um, <laughs> uh, what else have I done? I don't know. I rearranged my bookshelf. We're going to talk about what books. We're going to talk yeah. about books. So I was going to segue to books. I went through a big book purge just a few weeks ago, actually, trying to get rid of books that, like, I went through my shelf and I looked at my books and I said, would I reasonably read this book in the next few years? Like, do I actually think I'm going to read it? And if the answer was no, then I'd put it in a box to give away or sell. So, Ooh. yeah. So I see I made a big, that's hole. what the quarantine quartermaster should do. <laughs> Look, I made a big hole the, uh, in my shelf so that I have Look room at that. for all of the wheel of time books. So, Need a, I basically That's need awesome. Whole, I basically need a whole shelf for Wheel of Time. Probably more. Correct. <laughs> 15 books. Craziness. It's a lot of books. Um, yeah. Yes. What have we been reading? Let's see. Let me bring up my Goodreads so I don't forget. Whoops. I just broke the, the video. I brought up the wrong browser. Um, let's see. Um. Well, I'm just going to break it real quick because it, it was in a different browser. All right. So one of the benefits of having a baby is you get to read to your baby. And so um, and so I decided that I am going to read some of the great books to him. And so his first book that we ever read to him was The Hobbit. So we read the whole <laughs> Hobbit. And then we started on the Chronicles of Narnia. So we did Line the Witch in the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and we finished Voyage of the Don Treader recently. And now we're on the Silver Chair, which has been, it's been fun to reread those because I have not uh, read them in a long time. And one thing I'll say about this series is <clears throat> the book of Prince Caspian is just not a good book. It is like terrible. I feel like the whole book was like, a prologue until the very end and then it was over it's just felt like have you ever read have you read the prince caspian yeah I, i've read the chronicles of narnia but it's been years um yeah that yeah i don't remember that one being so bad um i don't know yeah whenever I, whenever i was reading it, i was just like this is this not very good so but that was my t that's it's, my takeaway from Narnia so far is that that book is not very good, but the other ones have been great so far. Because yeah. Reaper Cheap's in that book, is that right? Um, or is he Prince in Caspian? Voyage of the Dawn Treader? Well, yeah, he's definitely in Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and I think he is in uh, Prince Caspian. Um, 
towards the end. I so think. <laughs> as I was reading um, books to Vivian, uh, and I still do this, there's always little mice in like kids books. Uh, we would yeah. read uh, like um, in the great green room. Um, there's a, oh no, I don't remember Count red balloon <laughs> and a cow jumping over the moon. And three little bears sitting on chairs and then there was this mouse in the picture and every time uh -huh. I would point to the mouse I'd be like this is our friend the mouse um, his name is Reaper Cheap <laughs> and he is our friend and so Vivian has been learning the name Reaper Cheap for like three years and she doesn't know who Reaper Cheap is <laughs> but she will meet him one day um, yeah I think that'll be a fun day that's cool. I've kind of been like let, laying Easter eggs in her brain um, yeah. so that she can. You're you're building like, up. Oh. You're building up to the big reveal of Sir Reepicheep. Of the Reepicheep. Yep. He's, he's a very, noble mouse. He is very noble like and uh, chivalrous, and he's all about honor and duty. Yep. And doing what's right. I like the Reepicheep. Yeah. Well, that's a um, that's a good list there, Tyler. Yeah, what else you've have been, I read? You've uh, been reading a lot. I read the first book of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. Nice. That was okay. Yeah, I, I read that a, a while back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other things I've been reading have been, um, there's these little no science fiction novellas by Martha Wells called The Murderbot Diaries. And it follows this uh, like self-aware robot, which is called like a... Um, well, they're called murder bots because they're like these protecting robots that get hired to uh, keep human crews safe. Um, and so I've read the first two. Uh, the first one's called All Systems Red. And the second one is called Artificial Condition. I just finished that one recently. Um, oh, so they're pretty short. They're pretty short little reads, uh, which has been nice. Like after like if I finish like a big book, I want to just read something short. Um so yeah like after finishing book three of the wheel of time you know it's like a <laughs> a big massive book well although that one is probably one of the shortest ones in the series because um, book four is like double what book three is book four is almost a thousand pages anyway but it's nice to just have like a short read um <laughs> oh yeah short like, reads are nice They're yeah just crank one out after it's after you've been spending one month on this other mammoth book um and then the other thing i read was i read the first book of the mistborn trilogy that's a reread for me i want to reread the series because the newest book in the series and the final book in the era two of mistborn is coming out in november which i'm going to be way behind on because i've only read the first book in era one of mistborn so there's three in the original trilogy and then there's three in era two and then book four of era two comes out in November. So I'm probably not going to get to the newest book until next year. You're not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're, yep. That's not going to happen. Definitely Sorry. not going to happen. Um, uh, but yeah, Mistborn is great. It reminded me how much I love that world and, um, the characters and, uh, yeah, there's just something about, um, I don't know. I just really like the, uh, the setting that it's in and I love going to like the the political intrigue where they go to these if you've read the book you'll know but they go to these like uh, these balls that the nobility holds and there's a bunch of political mm -hmm. scheming 
uh, between the nobility and there's like alliance building and stuff like that. And because uh, there's a war Political brewing intrigue. Yeah, there's a war brewing and people don't want to get destroyed. So they're making alliances and such. Um, and then the magic system oh, is also just really cool. Uh, yeah, I use... haven't read. I haven't read Mistborn. That's yeah, you should I definitely read Mistborn. So. The magic system is all about ingesting metals, which gives you power. It's like if you ingest. Yeah. If you ingest <laughs> my, tin, my friend that gives Corey, you like heightened who... senses. Yeah. yeah. Is he the uh, is he the Brandon Corey. Sanderson guy? Yeah, and him, and his friend, our friend John, um, we like. Well, like John is is our dungeon master and Corey nice. plays too. Um, and his, his Gandalf build died. It was sad. Um, fighting, fighting like a Balrog creature, <laughs> which is kind of ironic now that I think about it. Nice. Uh, he had planned to it's like, it's a fitting way to go out. Misty step. And, yeah. Um, and he had just got this like cool, like lightsaber stored, and uh, he had it for like half a session and died. <laughs> it was going to be like a major upgrade for his character. Yeah. And it all got consumed. Like this creature was so powerful that you took like like a D6 of damage just by being in its radius. Like it was oh, like, like, a, like an aura. With, burning with like hellfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like if you are within 30 feet of this, roll a D6 and take that damage or something. <laughs> So um, all the, ma- so all that the melee even characters attack. had a bad time. Yeah, we we all ran, we all ran away. That's probably Just good. That's like, what the, that's what they did in the Fellowship thing. of the Ring. Yeah, and we were not fighting the Kraken that attacked our boat either. So yeah, <laughs> we fought off the tentacles and we got out of there. Um, nice. Well, um, all right. What have you been reading? Okay. Yeah. So. I look at my Audible list because I like to. Um, yes, the audiobook. I like to listen to books, and I am. So I have reread uh, a lot of the land. The uh, land which is by Alaron Kong, and it's a lit RPG saga. Okay, um, I've heard of those. I've never read any of, any of them though. Dude, it is it is fun. Um, yeah. Alaron Kong is a is a great writer who has become a recluse and has not published in like three years. So he published like <laughs> eight books in like three years and then dropped off the map. Yeah. Um, I was like, he's 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 something's going on. Um, so I like went through a bunch of those, uh, which were really fun, and then I read. He Who Fights with Monsters, a lit RPG event. So I was getting into some lit RPG. Um, and He Who Fights with Monsters, like, I didn't like the beginning. Like, And I'm usually, like, very, like, open to stuff. And it was just, like, a very weird beginning. Like, yeah. like he found himself in, like, the, the video game world. And then there was, like, like, a gray creature. And it was attacking him. And then he met people. And then they were journeying together. Uh, and then, like... That there's these gods in these world and these people are like bowing to him and like he was basically the the main character which his name is like Jason or something or um, I feel bad because I don't remember the main character's name but he was just saying how he wouldn't like 
bow down to a god and like why would you you know do this all you people are bowing down and i thought about that like him saying that to our god and i just got really turned off by the book i was just like i'm putting it down and i haven't picked it up since like he like went off and i felt like my heart like yeah. like get upset in my heart about it i was just like yeah. i don't like what he's saying like i'm not a fan of this and i sure I just put that book down yeah um and then i tried out uh the mayor of Noobtown. Um, the mayor of Noobtown. which yeah um <laughs> what a title. and yeah so that was fun um <laughs> and it, it's kind of like he he like so the land is like Alaron Khan. He's like in here. He's like, I'm gonna learn everything. I'm gonna be awesome. Like I'm gonna learn all these spells and I'm gonna yeah. set up like a capital and like like this huge massive plan going on. And then there's like also like these like celestial like beings that are like plotting that you kind of just get like one chapter in the whole book about, but it's kind of like the big overarching plot of the land. And then this guy is just like I have to calculate my damage for like um, getting hit by this thing. And I have an armor class of four and it has an attack of 13 and I am dealt like 11 damage. He's like, <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> okay. So with, with these lit RPGs, is there like, there's like an inner monologue of the character of like calculating his stats and stuff and like when he rolls the dice is that basically what lit rpgs are so there's no dice rolling it's usually experience based so they defeat an enemy and then they'll get experience and then they like level up and then they get to assign attribute points um and like our like you would like alaron khan's system because it's like a hard system like he goes into enchanting and he like fights like a soul um like soul crystal monster and then he like infuses it with like a like a legend like a soul like a, a brilliant soul maybe and he gets like a year's worth of growth in this underground cave and then he has to have like his hunters like soul capture and his weak soul stones and he has to have a place to harvest the soul stones and then he has to combine them with the right metals so like if you try to push too much into this like dagger made out of steel then like it'll explode because of backlash of like trying to stuff too much power in there and they're each rated and then like but he he finds his moonstone and elementum which he's like you can pack so much like spell stuff into elementum that he has like these really powerful blades he like gets transported to another dimension and fights this being known as nexus um Hmm. and it's just like crazy and then (laughs) <laughs> the other one's just like, I'm just kind of an average dude. Now I'm in this world. Sure. Let's go check this town out. Oh, that woman needs help. Like, let me go help her. Okay. And, so it's set in like the modern like, day? No, like he's, no, it's like. Okay. It's like, like a fantasy world. Swords. Okay. But he lived in modern day and he's like, like oh, every he, he chapter. Gets, he gets transported back to a different world. Okay. Yeah, and then he's just like, um, he's like, I miss my wife, <laughs> like <laughs> like every few chapters, um, and and then he just like hates the mechanics of the world, 
Like, he wants to, like, do something, but, like, he doesn't have negotiation skills, so he can't, like, do what he wants to do. He's like, and I hate this place. And he has a little demon uh, that, like, pals around with him, and his name is Shart. And, <laughs> and they, they, they just have this dialogue back and forth, and they, like, can go into mind time where it's, like, they can have a full conversation in a short, like, time frame. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that one was different, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, if we do an Alaron Kong book, if we want to do a standalone, we should do God's Eye. And this is a really cool premise. So he wrote The Land, I think, and then he wrote God's Eye, which was like, there's all these mini gods being born, and they have like tribes that they have like attunement with, and his tribe is like panther people. And there's, like, ogres and, like, spider people. And when you are a god, you have to, like, go become attached to the land. And then, like, as you get more followers, like, your faith points increase. And you can have acolytes. And you assign acolytes. And then those mm -hmm. acolytes get special abilities. And yeah. he trains his to be, like, medical, you know, like emergency response staff he can like heal people they can heal people yeah um and do a blade infuse and it's um it's kind of got like a similar system to the land i wouldn't be surprised that if alaron khan starts publishing again and um like like down the line he will merge like the land and uh God's Eye Awakening, the Labyrinth World of Lit RPG Novel. Like, I could see those two, like, um, and the, the main character's name in this is, his god name is Zero Fell. Um, and so he is, uh, yeah. So I can see that <laughs> happening. But anyway, um, The Land is like eight books and it's really fun, but I, I liked God's Eye a lot too. The narrator was different, so that took me a while to get into. Um, cool. All right, and I got did read a little bit more, but I did want to fast forward to three things that I'm kind of looking at right now. One is In the Shadow of Lightning um, by Brian McClellan. I listened to like yeah. 30 minutes of it. Okay, so you literally um, just started it. Yeah, haven't haven't been. This was it. funny because uh, we were talking about what books we should read next, and I told Gabe that we should read this book, and he was like, "Wow, I literally just started reading that book." So it's good yeah. to know that we are both. <laughs> thinking of the same books that we should read yeah we're on the same page um i just bought fairy tale by stephen king which came out yesterday on audible.com i yeah, pre-ordered it i've like, been seeing a bunch of reviews for it on youtube i i don't know what to think now it's uh <clears throat> it, it was definitely a slow burn and i do like that about um about Stephen King, like he very much grounds his characters in reality and then the supernatural, the crazy event happens. Um, and I feel like Stephen King's books can be very polarizing. Uh, like people either very much like them or don't. I generally like all of his stuff. Um, I'm, I guess I'm not too picky, um, but I'm like, you know, when something's unexpected, I'm like, I'm like, do I like this? I don't know if I like yeah. this. I, and so, I, but but it's it's growing on me. Like, I like the first part of the book, like the, where he builds out the character and his relationship with this 
man and then he's got to take care of the guy's dog and help him and now we're entering into the fairy tale part of the book and i'm like whoa like um this is different um and then lastly we went to when we're on our way to chicago we stayed at notre dame for the night um because um we have jenna's dad went there and uh we wanted to take vivian to the grotto which is where you can light a candle um and say a prayer for someone um and I was there and I was like, you know, if I wanted to be taught ethics by someone, I feel like it should be someone from like the Christian community. And so I went to the bookstore and this is hilarious. Um, I find it interesting that uh, Notre Dame, which is a Christian school, uh-huh. has um, the Dungeons Master's Guide to D&D in the bookstore, which I bought. <laughs> I have that. But they also had tarot cards. And I was just like, isn't that like witchcraft? And like, should we not like, they're like, I'm never going to touch a Ouija board. And I'm glad that when I was young, yeah. I didn't have the opportunity to do it. I have yeah. just listened to so many podcasts about bad yeah. Ouija board experiences that like, yeah. it is... Like, they describe it as, like, like opening the door to your soul, like, to yep. whatever's out there. Like, you're, ask, you're, asking the, you're asking the devil to do something, like, directly. Yeah. yeah. And, like, well, it's not like you're asking the devil directly to do something, but whatever is present in the, you know, in the vicinity, like, mm-hmm. it, like I believe that there are lost souls out there trying to find their way home to christ and um i also think that um there are demons because it's in the bible that jesus cast demons out of people and and they're also like um they call them inhuman spirits because they were never human to begin with and they are treacherous and can trick people into believing things and i don't i don't go near ouija boards that's not going to (laughs) happen yeah um, yeah, I don't know how. But so, uh, I don't know how, like conservative. Well, I don't know how like Christian Notre Dame really is. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a pretty mm-hmm. big school. It may have like Christian roots, but like it's maybe not that much of a Christian school anymore. Like all of the Ivy League schools, like Harvard and uh, Yale, and all of those places, like they all started as Christian schools, but you wouldn't say that there are Christian schools now because like different leadership, you know, all that kind of stuff and things just change over time. So yeah, maybe Notre Dame is kind of in that. But I I, I do feel like they, they try to like honor um, God and they like build it into the curriculum and stuff. Um, And I happened upon this book called the good life method which is written by two Notre Dame professors. And it's kind of like, how do I live my um, best life? And I kind of skimmed it. <laughs> live your um, best life I need now. to go back. And... <laughs> That's Joel Osteen's it, like, and it, thing. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, you, you, like trying to, like building God into your equation. And then they, they talk about like a lot of ethical choices. Um, uh-huh. Have you ever heard of like the the trolley dilemma? Yes. Where like 
uh, you're on the trolley. It's an ethics like quiz essentially, and like if you yep. go left, you will kill one person. If you go right, you you kill three people, and then there's all these variations. Like now yep. you're heading for the three people. And like, but if you, you know, you are making a choice to kill one person if you pull the lever instead of the three people and, you know, default, you want to have as little harm as possible to these people. And so like one life is better than three lives. And then they're like, well, then the the one person is your mother (laughs) or your kid. And they, and they just like keep changing it. And they, they talk about that, like, you know, it, what from what i remember from just like skimming through the book it was like a good like balance of like ethics and like how to approach things from like a god perspective and they they weren't in your face with their um you know god perspective it wasn't a secular book um but but i enjoyed it and it was very thought-provoking and like with many things i want to go back and read it take some notes and kind of like digest my thoughts on it a little bit more yeah um, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's where the summer reading and well, six months of reading has kind of taken me. <laughs> yeah, you've you've got a lot of reading under your belt, so well done. Well, it, it's helpful that I I commute like around a hundred minutes a day, yeah. and I can when I'm focused, I can listen to uh, books at twice the speed. Um, yeah, my retention isn't always that great, but in the moment, it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And I, you know, but uh, that's why I. Like and I don't think like those too. those lit RPGs like I don't think they're meant to be like you're not supposed to like sit there and focus really hard on those. I don't think they're more of just like fun reads. It seemed like. Yeah, it it they are fun reads. Um, yeah, yeah, they're enjoyable. But still, you want to like I like to think about when I read a book, I try to like narrate it. As, like or think about like what were the pivot points like why did this person have to go to this place and if i can remember that that helps me like string the story along okay well they ended up at this castle well why did they go to that castle because they needed to talk to so and so and then what did they do what did they talk about when they go there and that's kind of like if i build a good story in my brain of like those parts then it's easier for me to digest the book um and I do that much better when I write things down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to work on book note-taking during this time off. So writing notes in books or underlining or highlighting things that I think were interesting or parallels to Christian faith or some kind of like ethical dilemma that a character is facing or something like that. Um, so hopefully that will help us in the future podcasts um as we go forward for sure so hey um i have a question uh yes which is how has your walk with god been going since we last left um yeah i think recently it's been pretty good um my wife and i have started doing um like studies and stuff together so we're doing um, I don't know if you've ever heard of, there's an organization called She Reads Truth, and there's like a, a parallel organization called He Reads Truth, and they have like study guides that you can do like together as a couple, so there's like the guy's version and the women's version, although the books are essentially the same, just the guy's 
and they just like look different but all the the content and the questions are the same basically um so we've been doing first and second timothy so we're about to start second timothy on our next study so that's been really good um yeah just because i'm i'm notoriously bad at every day making time to read my bible or uh even just like praying um like by myself um not very good at those types of things so um so yeah that's been really good and also since having our baby we've been praying with him every night and just like trying to build that kind of uh habit so that he sees like that's what you do before bed you pray um so yeah i think um yeah i wouldn't say like right now has been like right now is pretty good but maybe like previous months has have not been as uh as good because whenever you first have whenever we first had the baby it was kind of just like <laughs> uh like circle the wagon like yeah like we're just trying to like get through the next day or the next week or whatever we're not really thinking about like how can we be better Christians right now? Or we're just like, how can we have this baby survive till tomorrow? <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, I think lately it's been really, it's been pretty good. Uh, I would say it's been, been good. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I felt distant from God for a while. Like there was a, like when we got busy and I just felt like I wasn't making time and, um, yeah, there's even like a day or two that was just really, really dark and uh, was not a happy person. Um, but uh, routine definitely helps me. So my current routine is in the morning. Um, I talk to my wife on Marco Polo because we don't always get time. Like at night, sometimes we don't. Like we're just exhausted. We're both special education teachers. We come home. Yep. And we've had a tough day, like been physical with kids, um, like, well, the kids are being physical with us or something yeah. and we just don't want to talk. So I typically start the morning with like, like a re- like we talk about the week, we get our planning done, like who's going to take care of Viv and, um, yep. shopping and appointments. And we remind ourselves of all that. So we stay on top of it. Um, yep. and then I talk to a friend, um, I are all different friends on Marco Polo and then um and then I have Bible time and I have recently been doing a lot of the Bible project um if you've ever watched their animations on YouTube um yep. they now have their own app uh called the Bible Project app that's cool. and it has all of their videos it has like scriptures that's being quoted like during the videos that runs yeah. underneath it um, so they've done a really good job designing that. I have not found it on Apple TV. I want them to release it on Apple TV because I want to, hmm. you know, I can always screen mirror from my iPhone to the Apple TV. Like I pull it up on my phone and watch it up there, but I prefer it yeah. just be native on the Apple TV. Um, and we watch that once as a family. Um, and I want to make, you know, we are supposed to have Bible time. And I think that... Um, I'd like to watch like the Bible project. We also have a uh, Vivian started listening to um, the Bible app for kids, which I think is in association with the U version Bible. Um, yeah. It's and, from life church. 
Yeah, and we, um, I put it on my phone last night, and for the first time, and Vivian picked a story, and it was the crucifixion of Jesus, <laughs> and she just watched it, and like, it said, like, he got nailed to the cross, he wore the uh, yeah, crown, crown of, of thorns, thorns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and she just watched it over and over again, she, you know, when kids see something that's new and like, yeah, you know, the, I mean, Jesus was, you know, he was whipped. They said that he was whipped, and she just kept watching. Yeah. You know, I think that was just like her brain, like trying to process. You know, um, Vivian loves a story. She, yeah. she loves a story. Um, so yeah, I think it's been. Um, I think there were some patchy parts there in the summer where I wasn't in the Word and I wasn't like God centered or focused and. Like, I hate it when yeah. I'm so far away from God that my wife is feeling, you know, that I'm not, that I don't have her back all the time. Because um, I do most of the time, but, like, the point where she's not feeling like we're not on the same team. Like, I don't like to get there, and that happened a little bit this summer. Um, yeah. Everything's good. But, um, yeah, and I feel closer to God now, but I also feel a little run down with school starting and... Um, but yeah, it's been, um, it's, it's good to like, I, I do much better when I'm in a routine. Um, so yeah. I know that that time I, and I also try and get to work 15 minutes early so I can just spend some time. And I, I really have been doing it in the car, but I feel like maybe I should go back to the 15 minutes at my desk where I can sit and focus. Cause sometimes when I am driving into work, my mind wanders to different things and, yep. um, and I also have been watching Ray Comfort on uh, his Living Waters YouTube station where he does a lot of like yeah. interviews and it's so interesting to hear yeah. people's thoughts. The street thoughts. interviews. Like, yeah. The street interviews. They're so good. Like, uh, And then how he talks to people and, and like tries to get them to come to Christ and like he, get, he brings people to tears and I'm just really impressed by that and I'm like, I yeah. kind of wish I could like challenge people like that because... I worry about people in my family. I'm like, you like, I don't see you like focusing on God. I don't see you like making him your number one priority. Yeah. And like, I, I don't do it and we're not supposed to cast stones, but like, if we don't, if we don't get their attention, like they're yeah. not going to end up in heaven. The path is, is narrow to heaven. Yeah. And like only a few people can walk that path. And yeah. like, this is, we're talking about eternity. And like, I'm thinking, you know, as, you know, people grow older, like they're not going to be around forever. Uh, like, yeah. and I feel like I need to like challenge myself to like have a conversation with them and be like, yeah. accept Christ. Let's spend eternity together. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to see you <laughs> spend eternity in not heaven because <laughs> yeah. that would be a really bad place to be. Um, yeah, eternity is a long, long, <laughs> long time, and uh, I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I want as many people to go to heaven as possible. That would be the best scenario. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, I guess to wrap up, we'll just talk a little bit about what we're going to do with the podcast going forward, what we plan to read. Um, So uh, we'll start off. I think we're going to be continuing doing wheel of time. Um, I really do 
I really have been loving the Wheel of Time books, though I have heard that the the middle series, the middle books of Wheel of Time get pretty pretty sloggy. That's the word that I've heard people use, like they're slow reads or the plot lines aren't that interesting or stuff like that. I think I've heard like books seven, eight, and nine are like some of the worst books in the series. So, um, so we'll see, but I am loving wheel of time. Uh, and each book, um, adds new layers and new things to think about. And, um, so, but, so the next episode, uh, official episode will be, uh, the dragon reborn. Uh, we'll do probably two episodes on that. I think we might change how we do the podcast. Uh, I think we might start doing where it's, we just read, we like, we talk about half of the book and then we talk about the other half of the book in the next episode, instead of trying to do like the whole book in one episode and then do other little other topics on episode two. I don't know what we'll do. We might have to play. We might play with the format a little bit. Um, since we're, we're both a lot busier than we used to be. Um, so since I have a kid now and so just like thinking of ways like to be more efficient with how we read and how we record the podcast and those types of things so that we can, uh, consistently get content out, uh, uh, you know, just in a consistent way instead of having, like, I don't want to have another seven month hiatus of the podcast because, you know, I can't manage my time correctly to read and prepare podcast stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah. If any of you have tips It'll be for a like team time effort. management, we'll... yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we have time. We're definitely going to do that. Um, we're going to continue Powder Mage. I'd like to finish that trilogy because that's been fun series. Um, yeah, it, it's a different pace than um, Wheel of Time. Like, yeah. I like Wheel of Time, but I, I I think that Brian McClellan's like Powder Mage trilogy is just yeah. like. It's fast moving. It keeps you interested. Yeah. It's, it's fun. There's not as many read. like subplots, like stuff to keep track of. It's much mm-hmm. more streamlined. Although there, there are a few, there are different plot lines, but it's not the same as like Wheel of Time or if you read uh, the Stormlight Archive from Brandon Sanderson, like it's not, not that type of story. So, which those books are like a good break from the, the big epic fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. We'll uh, we'll be reading some other stuff. Probably do some one-offs or some other um, trilogies or and stuff like that. So, as always, if you guys have suggestions for what we should read, leave a comment um, or tag us on social media or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything anything really really specific that you want to read in the pot for the podcast, Gabe? Oh, definitely the Bartimaeus trilogy. I mean. I've been waiting to geek out on that book for, for years. Okay. So maybe for after years. after we finish Powder Mage, we'll do the yeah whatever the yeah. Uh, I, as long as we get to do it, I just I just like there's a time in my life where I'd listen to them like every six months. I'd just be like, oh, I just really enjoy that book. Um, yeah, I think Bartimaeus is so clever, and uh, I just really like uh, the way Jonathan Stroud like writes the book and. Yeah, like Bartimaeus is kind of funny. He's like he's all cocky about his like things, and then he's always like messing up <laughs> in some way. So he's like, you know, I I'm a genie of great renown, five thousand years old, and um, and then he like bumbles something, and he's like, oh, I just didn't see that very thin line on the seventh plane. Um, 
it's just it's just funny to me so he like he like tripped an alarm and then yeah. like all the <clears throat> bells and whistles started going off and um that's funny but yeah he's very he's very smart and it's interesting because um he can take any shape that he wants so like the way he like breaks into a building like the way he evades the traps uh when he breaks into simon loveless's house is really cool um i like that part and the, the descriptions nice. are fun i just love the vocabulary used in that in that book cool well don't spoil anything we will get there and uh yeah um I don't know. That's that's pretty much it. That's uh we've uh that's why we've been gone. This is that's what we've been doing while we've been gone. And those are the the plans that we have going forward. Hopefully to continue the podcast in a consistent manager man- manner and uh yeah, to do other content as well. Uh I don't want to just do the podcast. I'd love to do other types of content on the channel as well, so stay tuned for other stuff hopefully. Um cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want more Pages of Light content, as I said, you can go to our website, pagesoflight.com, although there's nothing new up there since February, but you can see this episode, even though you're listening to it right now. But uh, yeah, so you can go there for any updates. Um, We're on YouTube, of course, Facebook, Instagram, social media platforms. Um, And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, and you want to support us, please leave a review on your podcast app, op, Apple Podcasts, or I think Apple Podcasts is the only place where you can actually review episodes. I think the other ones are just, you just subscribe. So if you use Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Um, cool. Any last thoughts, Gabe? Uh, no, this was a really fun conversation. I'm uh, looking forward to have a little bit of extra time to prepare for our uh, yeah. next uh book discussion i yeah. think that's good and if, if maybe and it's if, good to be back thank you for coming back and listening to us by the way everybody yeah, we appreciate sure. it yes uh maybe we should do just do like more informal podcasts where we're not covering anything specific we're just talking about random stuff maybe this could be like bonus episodes or something Anyways, hey maybe maybe we'll, we'll get lots of views and people will like it maybe we'll see all right that's gonna be it thank you guys for listening or watching if you're on youtube uh remember to keep reading and to share the gospel with somebody this week and we will see you in the next episode see ya see you later